going to VAR. They're checking. <laughs> hey, Connie. Check complete. Let's head over to the bar. The bar. Yo, 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 what it do, my peoples? We are back again with another episode of the Bar Bar Podcast. It's your boy, Munu, back hosting once again. It's been a minute still, and I'm joined with a full house tonight, man. Jeez, it's got cold, so everyone's staying indoors now. People aren't going outside, doing too much. Um, clock's about to change. I'm joined with my boy, Prez. Yo, 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 what's good, Munu? My boy Weisenberg. What's good? What's good? C Strider is back in the building. Why is it whenever you introduce me, you say my boy Weisenberg, my boy Press, but me, it's just C Strider. Why not your boy? <laughs> hey, lad. <laughs> you want to start like this already? <laughs> hey, we haven't started talking about Tottenham yet. <laughs> and why not your boy? Like this. Hmm. Bro, you know you're my boy. I'm just asking, G. Just... Sometimes hey, answer the question, Bonya. He's trying to you get me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I hear it, I hear it. But hey, for the listeners, this is this is just a a, a little bit of a taste what's gonna come in this episode because I know we're gonna clear some stuff out, Calvin. But we'll, we'll we'll get there, we'll get there. And last but not least, my boy, <laughs> rapping Drew is also in the building. What <laughs> going? Yes, Drew? sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Man, in here, man. good. All good, man. Hey, obviously, um. It's been a hot minute since we've had a full house, but man, it's nice. And we've had a lot of football, so you know what? We ain't going to take too long. We're going to go straight into it because it's been a double game week. Um, week, basically. Yeah, effectively, some big games. Um, we're going to kick over to the first big game during the week where high-flying Tottenham Hotspur went up to Manchester um, to also play high-flying Man United's uh, two teams in hot good form, two teams challenging for top four. You might say one is probably more challenging for the title than the other, and that's basically in favour to Spurs. Um, so we, sure, we we knew we were going to get some action, man, and action did we get. Um, United came out as two nil winners. I mean, let's, let's, let, let's, let's cuck off with United because then we have to digest Spurs going away and not finding the minerals once again. So, Prez, I'm going to pull you up to the stage, man. A very good mm. win for your club. Um, a statement win. And again, ETH does it against a top six club. Uh, all right, fair beer. It's at home. I don't think you might have paid a, a top six club away from home yet. Oh, obviously Chelsea, but we'll go into that. But prior to this, you hadn't played an away top six game, yeah, right? We played Liverpool at home. No, but away, sorry. A top six club away. Oh, sorry. No, uh, no. apart from Chelsea. Yeah, Chelsea's yeah which the we'll go into. Yeah. But, however, you, you, as you say, you always got to try and win your home games, and that's what you did. Um, impressed with the result? Uh, yeah, I think this is one thing I was, you know, really pleased with. It's that, you know, for the first time in a few years, we actually looked like the home team. Um, and it's strange to say because, obviously, the history of Old Trafford and, you know, the, the, the dominance that we've shown you know, under Fergie and etc., we we've really never been able to to replicate that in recent years, where we we actually look like the team who, you know, is dominating on the ball, looking the most threatening. You know, the crowds behind us were actually getting them off their seats, that kind of thing, and just a, an, an atmosphere that gives off the vibe that yes, we are the team that's in charge and and we're playing like it. So, um, obviously, from Tottenham's perspective, I don't think they're really. <clears throat> 
offered much and I think the way they set up was very negative almost like they didn't come here believing like they could get a positive result i.e. three points um pretty toothless I mean we controlled the game we created loads of chances and and eventually got our rewards and I think that was really the story of the game controlled the midfield um had the physicality in there with Casmira and Fred Fred pushing the ball forward Casmira breaking up play um and uh, yeah, our full bo- our full backs bombing down the wings, and yeah, Tottenham just couldn't handle us, and we we dominated from minute one to minute ninety, in my opinion. So, yeah, really pleased with the performance overall, and um, yeah, was just hopeful that we'd uh, we'd take it in to the Chelsea game with that same spirit, that same momentum, and belief that you know we could uh, we can put these kind of performances on a, on a weekly basis. So, yeah, I mean, man, it was good. Yeah. It, it was a very good win and another statement win for, like I said, for ETH. Um, however, I mean, I think you agree to say when I say that was a, the win was kind of overshadowed by a certain, certain. Um, at the mm. time, we saw Cristiano Ronaldo walk down. Um, and you know what's crazy about Old Trafford as well? Like, the, 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 the tunnel is not like near the, the, the dugout. You have to walk literally half the pit, the end of the yeah. pitch. To in get the corner. So, you know, you're, he's walking out. And we're all thinking like, huh? Like, what's going on here? And obviously, at the time we're thinking he's pissed, he's not started, uh, he's not coming on. And then later comes out, he was even told he was coming on, but maybe because of the time, he thought, nah, I'm not I'm not on it. Andy, like, I'm going to come to you on this one. We're going to get to Calvin later. As, you know, you're clearly team Messi, but we all know Ronaldo is Messi's biggest rival. What does that say about someone that's got such, like, a career? We know Ronaldo's the, one of the best in the world, but he is actually going outside. Like, that is a poor, poor choice by him there. Like, do you, do you think there's any way coming back for him? I'm happy that you that you said that, to be honest. I say Ronaldo fan, to be honest. Show, show, showing your objective side, unlike some. Um, <clears throat> toast. But... Um, for me, for me, the, the main thing that I'm that I that I'm really impressed that I've, that I've been really impressed about with Ronaldo is his mentality, right? And obviously, his mentality is, of course, when he's on the pitch, his never die attitude, his his you know his come up basically from where he was to where he is now. Um, I've al- always associated him with like this elite mentality, the elite of the elite, Jordan, LeBron James level of elite mentality so this was pretty evil for me like pretty disappointing to hear obviously later it came out um that uh eric ten Hag asked him to come on and he didn't want to come on um this is the second time because i think correct me if i'm wrong press this happened in the preseason game as well where a few of the lads um didn't want to come on um mm-hmm. and then he done it again and yeah i think it shows like a, a player like him the stature he sets a bad precedent and a bad example, man. And obviously, this can really taint, like, it, like, not his sporting legacy, but just the legacy of the man. Because I feel like, you know, a lot of people see him in that caliber, in like the elite mentality, the elite mentality. Whatever we do, whatever minute we play, I'm gonna go out there and play because I love the game. And he's clearly trying to show that he's above the team, above the manager, above everything, and that even if the manager needs him for a few minutes, he doesn't want to do it. Um, you know, if I was to play devil's advocate, I get it because he is, you know, he is a goat. He is the greatest that we've seen 
since football was created. Uh, certainly the greatest, you know, you know, striker, um, and then obviously greatest player of all time. That's still up for debate, but he's one of the greats. So you can't tell a great, you know, to to fill in for two minutes. I definitely understand it from that aspect, but regardless, man, you know, you're a role model, whether you choose it or not, man. And this is, yeah, this is this is poor from him, man. I must say, you like as I said, the walking out, walking into the tunnel. It's evident the players would have seen this as well corner their eyes prayers as a, as a fan like do you think this is actually now damaging the team or same again like I said to Andy is it time for him to go like as a fan what do you think is next for Ronaldo at your club yeah it's a poor showing on his part I think um, everybody who's anybody can agree to that I don't think it shows uh, a pr- the professionalism that he's you know held as a standard throughout his career um, it's it's not what you want to see. And yeah, as we've already said, it just sets a, a bad, um, example for, for the rest of the group. And, you know, I think for the sake of, you know, what's left of his career, how many more years he's got, I think it's best because now he's kind of seen that Ten Hag is not really here for any bullshit. And he's going to make this t- decisions based on what he feels is best for the team. And now that he knows that he's not an automatic starter in this particular team, I think after the World Cup, uh, they need to get together and just say, listen, in order for us both to move forward, that's Ronaldo and Man United, we need to come to a decision. You either accept your role as uh, a player that's not first name on the team sheet, but can still have uh, a contribution in some capacity or you find a new club that's that's going to play you and you know sort of suit the needs for what you want right now in your career. Do you um, think because, do you think he can fulfill that role? That I don't uh, you think know, when you yeah. when you say do I think how do you mean like do I think he can do it or do I think he wants to do it because they're two no, different no, no. things. So obviously we know he doesn't want to do it. So I'm asking mm. you do you think like that particular role of coming in and having an impact um, last 10 minutes, last 20, 30, whatever, start the Europa League games. Mm-hmm. Would you Would you like to see that? Would you like no, to see that? No. Like, do you think he can do it? No, I don't, I don't think... Ronaldo is, I think, for any sort of player who wants to score goals and maintain, maintain a level of form, they need a run of games. And I feel Ronaldo isn't getting that at the moment, so he can't even get warm. Right. So the performances that we get from him aren't probably the, the optimum level. And it's, you know, it's obviously frustrating him mentally, you know, with the lash outs that we're seeing and, you know, him just looking, you know, disappointed to be taken off or not coming on at all or refusing to come on. So all of these things are kind of like an accumulation in my, in my head of reasons why this role wouldn't suit him. Even if, you know, he said, okay, I'll do it there'll always be that thing in the back of my mind, like, especially if we're, we're not winning, for example, there'll always be that thing in the back of my mind, like, that should be me out there. Oh, that chance that went across the face of goal, back post, I would have, I would have finished there. Do you know what I mean? So he'll always have that kind of mental barrier in his mind as if to say, you know, I'm trying to do what's best for the club and I'm trying to play my part, but I just will never not have a belief in myself that I can do more. And 
as long as that's there and I'm pretty sure that man- mentality will stay with Ronaldo until <clears throat> he hangs up his boots as long as that remains there I just don't think it will work so I'm saying that those two options will be available to him as in you know this is what we're proposing to you because we we still think you have a part to play however it's almost like a foregone conclusion that he's not going to accept that so the obvious I guess solution is for him to find a new club um in in the January window or sooner but um I don't I don't think there will be a sooner opportunity than January um so Boy, yeah that will be a mazzoline and again before we go to Tottenham and hear Calvin's side of their defeat um just off what Peter said there Mr Weisenberg rumor has it that your club might be trying to lure CR7 to Stamford Bridge would you welcome this move or nah no have <laughs> those rumors come back? I've not seen them, bro. Uh, I some mean, random like one newspaper reporter, like one sports writer, put it out. That like, and it's... it was one of those things where it's like I, I get why it it, it makes sense to put that out as a rumor, but when it's only one person reporting it, it's like so you're the only person that has that scoop. You're that so what what would, what are the reasons on your side, Jake, why you wouldn't take him? Doesn't fit in tactically. He obviously is a humongous ego, so if it doesn't go his way, he's just going to kick off for reasons you've just explained. You can call it mentality of him being an elite footballer. I personally just call it not a team player at this point. Like, mm. you don't, he does not have that ability to be the best player right now. It's just a fact. I don't think he offers more to our squad. We've already got a player up top who can't contribute an all around game. So just adding another one on high wages isn't really going to fly with me personally. And then you've got all the extracurricular stuff about him and his case in Las Vegas. I don't want that near <laughs> Is that See you, Jake? <laughs> <laughs> is that you, Jake? Jake, 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 Jake is my brother. Jake is my brother, yo. No, no, no. Jake is my brother. You support Chelsea. How can man be a Chelsea fan but talk about not wanting certain things around your club when your captain's a racist, your club captain for how many years? You had a, a <laughs> Russian man that was f- putting dirty money through your club and you're talking about not wanting Ronaldo in your club. Hey, does it mean he, yeah. he needs one more rungan? Yeah, well, yeah, you just <laughs> does explained it. He needs it. Thank one you, more Calvin. Rungan, you're really, that was a really good list there. Fucking idiot. God. Look at what Andy's done, man. Nah, look man. What Andy's <laughs> done. All I'm trying to say, all I'm trying to say is, bro, like, don't, you, you forget about what's happened you're previously, right. but you want right. to, you want to get on your high horse now. And horrible history. Why do we need dirty club? Exactly. Hey, welcome you're to... absolutely right. I don't get what. Hey, welcome, 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 Kelvin. Good, congratulations. What have you proved? On the, on the, hey, hey, Chelsea, Chelsea, and Spurs have to play another game this weekend. Fuck Chelsea, man. Fuck Jake, because you're above. Hey, hey, wow. So, so, lads, 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 lads. Hey, that Tyson Fury and um. Is it Jake Tazora match might need some primaries? So let me get on the blower to Eddie Hearn and we can have C Striders against um, Weisenberg. Calvin, the team obviously went away oh, to United. No point me. There's no point me fighting Jake. Uh, Come on, man. Uh, <laughs> what is going on here? Straight <laughs> focus, right, brother. Uh, let's, no let's, let's get back to the football now. So, so Calvin, your team um, 
went away to United and had a chance to make a statement because yes, you've played a lot of the big six clubs. I think this would be your third game. So you played Chelsea and Arsenal. Um, yet to play Liverpool City, correct? Correct. This would have been a chance for you guys to make a statement because you drew to Chelsea, you lost to Arsenal. Um, and yeah, so didn't go as planned. What, what, what happened in your eyes? Because I don't feel like you guys really had a sniff of the game at all. Um, some are saying that's your worst performance under Conte. Um, would you have to agree or like, how did you feel it went for you? I'd agree 100%, man. Like Everything Prez said before was spot on. It was the worst performance that I've seen under Conte. I think from start to finish, United controlled the game. Um, without Lloris, it would have been 5 or 6 nil. Uh, but I don't want to give that man any credit because he needs to go. But we'll get onto that later. Um, but I yeah, just think just Rashford general, was just poor just... with his finishing, man. You always made yeah, some good saves. Yeah, it wasn't a poor finishing, was... but he made yeah. he made some good saves. No, no. But it was it was yeah, a bit yeah. of both. But but in general, I think that you know we offered nothing going forward. We had no control in midfield. I think um, our wing backs offered nothing in the game as well. Um, they I don't remember even having a shot or a, a good attempt on goal. And defensively, we look so open. Like we play free. What, what did you think United about him playing stuff in the again. midfield? What did you think about that? Because I thought that was just—it didn't make sense to me. I understand, like you're missing out on Richarlison and um, Kulusevski, but to put five in midfield and you know them really not doing anything and basically one less attacker. I know he's run it a couple of times this season already, but yeah, I, it just yeah, I think, coming to I OT think with that need, like. We didn't have the personnel to play anything else. Like Lucas Moura's just come back from injury and he wasn't ready to start. Um, with no Richarlison, no Kulisevsky, his hands were kind of tied. We didn't have any other options. You can argue we could play Brian Hill, but he's not ready yet. Um, and obviously, like you said, we've played the three in midfield in other games. Um, obviously, the Leicester Perisic game... Perisic could have played as the third attacker? Yeah, potentially he could have played him as the third attacker. But I feel as though like there would be a reason why Conte wouldn't have wanted to play in that way maybe Perisic wasn't up to the physical demands that he he need from someone to play in his front three like but yeah I think it's a personnel thing like I had no issue with playing the three midfield it worked against Brighton it worked against Leicester um, like no issue with it but on the day we were just poor and we have to kind of just accept that accept United with a better side and, and move on from it like I, I hear what Munya's saying about making a statement going away from home obviously to to Arsenal previously losing, getting a point at Chelsea, but in all three games we've been battered, so it's not really been a case of like we can take something from the performance, but at the mm. same time we are missing key players, and that needs to be remembered as well. Who are you, who are you missing? Yeah, who are you missing? Kulu. Kulusevski, and and who is our most creative player? Maybe bar Harry Kane, but obviously when Kane is dropping in to create, we've got no one to to finish the chances, so. Kulusevski's been a big miss and even Richarlison like, I know he gets a lot of hate from people don't really know oh, yeah. sure why Brazil's number nine but um, obviously he when he's played when he's played he's filled, he's he's filled well. in well to be fair to you yeah? yeah. he's filled in well yeah, as he's, a, play, as he's played well when he's played I've got a question for you though and you know go on uh, I've got a question um, Hung Min Son man fantastic season last season um, scoring <clears throat> golden boot I think as well well gone this season, man. It's not it's not really it's not really going for him like that. <sighs> Sonny man, I don't know what's going on with him at the minute. Do you know what with Son? He's never really been an away from home player. Like in terms of he's always been a lot better at home. Um 
I think Spurs in general, we don't travel away, especially against the, the big six. We don't do well away from home. His form, personally, has been poor. Like, when he came off the bench against Leicester a few weeks back, I thought, okay, cool, Son's back. Scored a few goals in the international break. He's done all right in the Champions League in, in a recent game against Frankfurt, but he's just not looking the same. And I think it's not just Son. I think although Kane's getting on the score sheet, I think the link-up between the two just hasn't been the same. Now, like, I've done a lot of analysis and, and reading on this, and people think that it's Perisic that's affected Son in terms of the space and the movements that he's making. Like, I don't know whether it's that, but just him in general, like on the ball, dribbling, his ball control, his link-up play, everything is just not the same as he was. And he's not making the same penetrative runs like in between the lines either. So I don't know, man. Like I think it's difficult because we know what Son can do on his day and you need him to play. You need Son and Kane firing to give us any type of chance. But at the moment, the only real person from like an attacking point of view that's performing is Kane. So yeah, man, it's, it's put it this way. I'm not worried. Yeah, I feel like class is permanent and Son will, will get on it. But at the, at the moment, we are missing Kulusevski massively, man. Like he's a big miss for us. What so do you, you think of your... So, sorry, Mona, before no, we move. Go on, press. Go, go on, press. Yeah, so your manager's comments after the game, I thought, were interesting. Um, just around... I don't know if he was uh, kind of saying it as, like, low-key shots to, to the board and, you know, the tightening of the purse strings. But that wouldn't really make sense because you guys spent quite a bit in the summer. But his comments were, um, you know, he basically or Tottenham as a club basically don't have the financial power to compete with a team like United, which I think, you know, given the performance in the league of United um, versus how much we spent, I think is quite a ridiculous statement. Um, but what did, what did you take from it and what did you think of it? I agree to a certain extent. I feel like, yeah, we spent money in the summer, but if you look at it, like, don't get me wrong, I was happy with the business that we done, but, how many of those players have actually improved our eleven? Um, it's difficult to, to to really see that at the moment. Like Perisic well, has come in well, and he's, he's well, looked good well. at times. He's looked good. At, here we here we go. Carry on, fella. Carry on, fella. Carry on, fella. Nah, nah, nah. Because you're well, well, nah, nah. Because you're well, well, willing. But you you want to cut in, cut in properly. Now what I'm to you, fam? Come in then. Because I'm pretty huh? sure if we check if we check the receipts, right? That's it to you, Calvin. <laughs> I said, brother, you're making all these signings, but is there any quality to these signings? This is all I was trying to tell you back. I said, when brother, you're, you're, you're getting inside of a Perisic. Oh, yeah, Champions League, Champions League experience. You're struggling to get out of your Champions League group. They're just top of the group. Who's top of the group? Yeah, so you're calm. So you're calm. So you're calm. of the group, and that if you were to get two games, you will still, you will still, brother. Hmm. Again, I told you about the signings, and you're saying, brother, listen, well, just you're playing Europa League, bruv. Don't try to chat mm-hmm. to me about Champions League mm-hmm. and talk about struggling, yeah? Because you're playing, mm-hmm. you're playing some Bodo Glimp and then man there. Their man ain't even on mm-hmm. FIFA. You trying to tell mm-hmm. me about about Europa League and Champions League? Yeah. Bro. Uh, just yeah. settle yourself down, man. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. If you, yeah? if you I, lose this, I, I if hate, you lose this week, yeah, and if you lose to Marseille, you might have bottom of the group. By the way, so what's your words, bro? What's yeah, your yeah, words? yeah. You know what you're you said struggling to get out, like saying we're not top. But, Are you okay, bro? You know. And anyways, let me go back. Jalen Spence, 
I've never seen that boy kick ball for you lot. Jaden yeah. Spence. Spence. Brother, Spence. Brother, <laughs> brother, 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 brother. If you're going to host the podcast, if you're going to man said Jaden Spence. I don't, even, I don't even know his name as well. That's how irrelevant this done is. Is don't it Deji Spence? Deji more like K.S. Brother. brother. Like, what the hell, bro? Deji. Man's trying to crack, oh. man's trying to crack joke <laughs> off his lack of ball knowledge. I hear hey, it, though. I hear it. You think I care about Tottenham players? But anywho, <laughs> bro. so Perisic, Spence... Who's Richarlison? Okay, fair enough. Richarlison's done all right. As a, as a one, I thought he wasn't going to do well. He's done okay. He's not done great. Basuma, the one that I backed, he's having if and if like he's having 50 50 games. Yeah, that's one good been, thing. He's been disappointing, man. And who's and then oh uh, yeah 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 Mister Mister Homegrown old player Mister um, Foster and fucking no, goal. Why like, are you is, doing is, this? Why are you doing this? My point is, Calvin. I said this. Bro, you're forcing you it. You're forcing it. You haven't made quality signings, but that that was all my point. I said it's good that you're strengthening in positions, but people are saying, "Are you? Am I wrong to say that they're not quality signings, Calvin? They're not really showing much." Okay, Munoz. Are you gonna let me talk, or are you gonna just keep talking? Because yeah. I don't understand, fam. You're you're saying bear, but like you done. I'm done now. I'm done now, bro. I'm done now. All right, cool. Jesus Christ, bro. Like my man is just you, you know like that, just ranting and written. I'll take the question. I hear what you're now. Brother, I hear what you're saying, yeah. Perisic has come in. I thought he would be better than he is. And unfortunately, yeah, he has not <laughs> been up to scratch. He's not really been as good as I thought he'd be. Hands up. Jed Spence, it was clear that that wasn't a Conte signing. It's one for the future. He has some sort of... A f- I don't know love for Emerson Royale. He was back in at the weekend. I don't know why I got on for him, but anyway, that's a that's the next thing. Hoiberg and Bentacle have been two of our better players, so Basuma's not really had a look in. When he first came in, he was injured. He's finding his feet. He's still obviously new to the club. It will take time. Richarlison when he's coming as well, but again, it was always going to be hard for him to break into the front three. You've got two world-class players in Son and Kane, and Kulusevski's also a quality player. Um, four star I believe he deserves a chance now but again he was always only going to be a backup goalkeeper so what do we really expect Clement Longley I didn't know much about him obviously he's had a lot of critics for his time at Barcelona etc from what I've seen looks bang average may not even be better than Ben Davis, and he got spun at the weekend so but the jury was never out with him I I was never really too sure about him anyway I didn't know much about him so all in all yeah I was excited with the signings because we were were improving our depth and depth is key especially when you're in the Champions League now and you're trying to challenge and compete for the top four however have we improved our 11 I said from day one we haven't improved our 11 but our, our depth has got better there is still time needed Conte has had two windows, Munoz. He's been there for a year, right? He's had the January transfer window and he's had the summer. How many windows has Arteta had on, on, on Conte? He needs more time. Don't get me wrong. Right now, I'm not happy. A lot of Spurs fans aren't happy. We look, we look rigid. We don't look fluid in attack. We're not defending well. We're not attacking well. It's a shambles. But I'm not going to let a couple of bad results kind of make me lose focus of the bigger picture. Conte is the right man for the job. He came in last season and within six months got us in the top four. And now we're playing Champions League football. And if you want to turn on against Man for a couple bad signings, what he said at the end of the game was spot on. We need more backing. He needs more time. We need more investment. And if we get that, we'll crack. We'll push on him. I think we will obviously eventually, hopefully, do what Arsenal are doing. No, I hear that because obviously, I think you've seen it as well, and I've seen it. There are some Spurs fans already um, turning on Conte. So I think what he said important. Really? Yeah, yeah, bro. I'm actually shocked. I'm actually shocked there's actually fans about, saying about, Conte out. I, I saw the same thing. Wow. Yeah, I saw the same yeah. thing. A couple a couple of people I know are saying Conte's not the right man for the job, but they smoking skunk G. Yeah. What do you mean? Bruv, we went so, from Nuno to Conte and we got top four. Like it's a madness. To even to even so, be saying these things is just crazy. 
Yeah, it's a bit mad. So like you're saying there, Calvin, he needs backing. He needs a bit more windows, which like I said, rightly said, Arteta did get. So let's see that and see what happens. Um, Going to Chelsea now. United went away to Chelsea following that. A team that Conte was once at. A team where he got the backing he needed. Um, Jake, you welcome the mighty Reds who are coming off a win against your other rivals, Spurs. Coming into this game, I guess some people may have said United were favourites. You guys have just lost Reese James. Um, you guys have just come off uh, a bad draw to Brentford. Is that um, a bad draw? Or is it just a bad I mean, performance? Depends bad how you see it, mate. But yeah, I guess we'll go into that game and get your view. But let's just give the big one. Um, United came bouncing back off their win against Tottenham. Um yeah, Jake, I mean, they were peppering you in the first half. So much that um, Potter had to do a half, a first half dragon, sorry, which no player ever likes to get. But it turned out to be the right decision because once, um, was it Kovacic that came on? It, it, it did hold that midfield. So, um, right decision. We go into the second half. Chose to get back into the game a bit more now. And then, you know, another sub was made. Scott Matomini was supposed to come on and just share off this game. But he thought, fuck it, I've not been on. Let's get some WWE going on here. That guy, Gives yeah. a, <laughs> gives so a, a, needless, <laughs> a needless foul. Chelsea get a pen. Who else but Jorginho with his signature pen? Slots it in. And Jake, surely at this point, you're thinking, yeah, it was the 89th, 86th minute. We're going. We're, we're we're gonna we're gonna see this through. However, if you're a betting man, you'd have known that this is the most drawn fixture in the Premier League. Um, in the dying minutes, a wonder ball from Luke Shaw into the box met Casemiro's head. A lot of people are trying to say Kepa should have saved her, but I just think it's a cracking header. Um, Casemiro levels it for United, and both teams share the points. Let's hear it, Jake. How do you think you guys played, man? Um, I just want to say firstly, when you said, um, surely we, I thought we'd won it when we scored the penalty, absolutely not. But like I said before the game won all, we haven't beat United in the league since 2017. I, I, as soon as I went in, I went, we Disgusting stat, by the way. Wow. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, man. We've only beat them in the FA Cup. Is it home and away or just at OT? It's home and away. Mad. We've we are I think our last five games in the league now we've drawn we've drawn seven out of the last ten and lost three. Okay. Like we just don't beat United. So yeah, as soon as Jorginho scored that penny away, I went okay. Well, how how are they going to score? And I wouldn't have put my money on Casemiro <laughs> that way, but um, like it was it was a great header to for people to say that Kepa should have saved that like big caps, big yeah, cap. That, that yeah, just just to, just. People are saying that he went... I think it was a fantastic header, but people are saying he used the wrong hand to save. I don't know, but... I heard, I like, yeah, if it was Mendy, Mendy would have saved it. <laughs> Kepa should go and have yeah. shot up, man. Like, I, I hate the reaction he takes all the time with things like this, man. Exactly. First of all, it was... First of all, what, what, what you said, Mon, was right. It was a great header. From there on in, it's up to the keeper to save it or not. Simple. And to think he was, what, an inch away from keeping it? He didn't do too bad, to be fair. I mean, he got a hand on it. He just didn't keep it up. Yeah, like, but um, yeah. So anyway, we we played horribly. I think we were obsessed with shutting down Lissandro, building up the play to the point where we almost ignored Ericsson and 
Casemiro, just let them build up. Um, mm. like th- they were they were just playing for our press easily. But in all fairness, I wouldn't say they were peppering us. They created what one or two half chances. Like that, we needed to change the game because it was coming closer and closer. But I don't think necessarily United were doing a lot in the final third with it. But Potter made the right call, so it's now three games in a row. You've got Villa, Brentford, and United, where he's start like tactically we've not looked good at all. So it's a half glass full, half glass empty type of approach. You can either look at it as a positive of he's identified the issues early, like United. He took he could have waited until half time and then just took off Kukure at half time. That looks a lot better than thirty minutes, but he recognised the issue, brought him on, and like you said changed the game we looked a lot more solid both building the play and breaking up United's and then but you can look at a downside and simply the fact that he's still getting used to this squad and right now we need results we're getting them but we're not performing very well that's now three games on the trot we our xg has been below the team we're playing like we're just not creating that many opportunities we're taking a, a lot of shots at our own goal and Kepper is somehow becoming a goalkeeping wizard. It's like I, I I don't know how to explain it. So at the minute, like I think our points are and are are very flattering to deceive our performances. Like I I don't think Potter is discernibly approving us at the minute, and I think it's just mostly a case of it's a new manager. There's a new voice. So you're going to be a little bit more positive. So you're almost going to get a bit more of a rub of the green as opposed to when you're a bit more negative about yourself and your performances and stuff just goes against you. So, yeah, it's not it's not dandy and rosy over here, to say the least, but you you got to keep picking up the points like, and mm-hmm. just got to keep moving. You're yet to um, lose under Potter, right? Yet to lose under Potter, yeah, well, that is correct. Like... Like say, like did I, you not I, lose people... in the Champions League, Salzburg, or was it? Nah, not? I drew no. that game. We oh, we were drew? winning okay. and then can then concede that like poor goal towards the end. But yeah, like no, it's that first was game, big... didn't it? When you lost yeah, to that, that was team, first game. yeah. No, we we, we haven't no, lost. No, they drew. Water. We drew. Yeah, they haven't we lost were yet. One nil up, and oh. then Thiago Silva made that missed tackle. Mm. Um, but yeah, like. The the thing is, like I say, I think it's more just the fact he's got a positive voice. I think he's still very much finding out the team. He has lost key personnel. Obviously, he's not had Kante. The loss of Reese is humongous. Like he's our most irreplaceable player at the moment. We just don't have a good replacement on that right side whatsoever. So I think, like we spoke about in last week's pod, like I'm now very much hoping he doesn't go to the World Cup and he can just focus on his rehab. I mean, because... to slightly go off track there, sorry, Jake, um, this is even with Ray from the Premier League. Are you guys, like, seeing this, like, trend of a lot of players getting injured before the World Cup? Vise James, um, possibly Varane in the same game. Potter, um, Kante. Yeah, it's actually like, mad. Like, you, yeah. and you, is this maybe, like, a delayed reaction from, like, last year's intense schedule? People coming to go straight into it, people preparing for the World Cup, like... It's actually it's quite scary, that, but it's just you're in the middle of a season, aren't you? Like you're, you are yeah. gonna like every World Cup has injuries because you're gonna have end of season ones. But this is the what right slam bang middle of the season that this was gonna be a natural occurrence, like, and yeah. that's gonna that's gonna make the product of the World Cup suffer. Like 
we all sit here and might say we're not like too hyped for it or whatever, but we're all going to watch it. But it's yeah, just absolutely. not going to be as good. Like you're missing a lot of great, great players. So exactly, it's, it's very disappointing. But money talks, guys. Is what it is. Jake, are you concerned of your lack of goals? Obviously, as I said, you had yes. that draw against Brentford, and then getting a pen. Like, what's to change? Like, do you do you feel like Aubameyang as well? Um, you guys are linked to some tra- some players, some strikers um, for January, maybe summer. Is he just a short term replacement, or is he actually? Do you, do you see him seeing being there next season? Um, I think he'll be there just because it's going to be hard to get rid of him. Like I, so when we signed him, I wasn't really for it. To be completely honest, I think I said that on the pod as well. Like it, it's just mm-hmm. screamed short term. It didn't really address our problems because, like you say, like it's it's not. Yes, we don't have the greatest finishers. Completely understand that, but our creativity is very low as well. Like the last three games, yeah. XG wise, I think we may have beaten United, but only because of the penalty. If you take the penalty out of the game, then we haven't created anything against Villa. We scored two goals from Mings fouling Mount for a free kick that Emery Martinez should have saved, and then <laughs> Mings with his fifty p head heading it in the air for that Mings boy. Yeah, exactly. And then Brentford, I can't think of a big big chance that we created so like, but th- this is stemming from Tuchel as well Tuchel couldn't fix our creativity problems so Potter's just inherited the same problems that Tuchel has and I think the only difference between Potter and Tuchel's teams is our goalkeeping play to be quite frank like we are just holding out players well no Kepa I should say is holding out players that's it as opposed to Mendy letting in more shots so it is concerning but I think Potter gets away with it in the sense that he's inherited that squad midway through but he still needs to make results that's the nature of the game like I believe he's been told he, he needs to get top four well he's, he's gonna have to figure it out I think the World Cup break might benefit him a bit more because he's but he needs to sort it out in terms of links of players obviously we've talked about Ronaldo I don't want him for various reasons we might be signing Nkunku in January which is an exciting player but does he solve our problems I don't really know enough about the guy to say the least I hope he does but players like Havertz just looks bereft of confidence and the eyes are more on him than ever before now. Raheem as well lately, man. Yeah. He's looking yeah. Like yeah. literally just about to come on to him. He has he like this whole ever since he played that one bit of a left wing back, it's just like what's going on with you here? He obviously doesn't suit that. Um Mason's actually turned up. That's been a saving grace. He's he's looking fantastic again. But yeah, like he he's got a lot of plates to juggle, and I don't I don't think he knows his best team at all. Uh, he's obviously rotating quite a lot to keep everyone fresh. Like someone like Kovacic, he said that he didn't want to bring Kovacic on, but because he's got his knees fucked, but he's having to bring him on for these larger minutes. So he, he's got a lot of problems, but that's the man that's being paid to solve them. So I hope he does. Let's see how he does. All right, man. Um, we'll see how you might get on as well. Obviously, Champions League back this weekend, so you guys should more or less see off your group and um, go into the next stage. Um, going back to Spurs, wake up, Mister C. Strides after their defeat to New to Man United. 
Spurs had a chance to bounce back at home. As Calvin says, you know, they like to win and score Son at home. To a rejuvenated Newcastle squad, you know, a, a squad that's really push, push, pushing the limits. Um, potentially, we were saying they could be changing the top six. Um, but with their record prior to this game, only lost one game. One of the best defensive records in the Premier League. Probably the, actually the best defensive record in the Premier League. It wasn't going to be easy, but, you know, this was an opportunity for Spurs to bounce back. Um, man, what's the common saying? From hero to villain, even though they lost against United, Lloris had a really good game. Then does a Lloris, like we say Spursy, Lloris is like, <laughs> I know Calvin, you, 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 you can agree with this one because... We know Lloris isn't as world class as he, he did, used he to. Didn't ag- he didn't agree with the Callum Wilson thing, though. No, we'll go into that. We'll, we'll go into that, 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 of course. But um, I mean, Spurs lost the game. Uh, yeah, let's let, fuck it. Let, let's go one each goal. First goal um, was up for debate straight away. Lloris comes out. Oh. Let's 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 break it down, Calvin, because. I hear your argument, but at the same time, as a man yourself that plays ball as a striker as well, how do you expect Callum Wilson to stop at that speed? Yes, his arm comes out, but that bro, that is not enough to stop him. So Lloris comes out, clashes with um, clashes with um, Wilson, who then chips him. Which, by the way, we still have to give Lloris um, Callum Wilson the credits. That's a very tidy finish. Yeah, but still had a lot, had a lot let's go. Yeah, Calvin, you say it's a foul. Why? Because his arm... It's a blatant has... foul, bro. Let's let's switch it up, yeah? Let's say the ball was played into the box and Lloris comes charging off his line and the same thing yeah. happens. The ball's there and he's late to the ball. Regardless, if, if you get a touch on the ball when it goes past your opponent and you clash, that would be given as a penalty. So why is it not given as a foul? I understand the whole keepers get protection from crosses, from corners, etc., etc. But ultimately, Lloris got there first. He's knocked it. His arms come out. It stopped him from getting the ball. It's a foul. Like, there's no debate in my opinion. And obviously, look, it's a great finish. But going 1-0 down completely kills us. It kills the momentum. Because we actually started the game very well. Son had a good chance, which he should have done better with. And we were on the front foot. So that first goal kills the game a bit. And then obviously after that, we have to kind of change the way we, the way we play. And look, don't get me wrong, I think Newcastle were... We'll go into it, obviously, the second goal and stuff. I think Newcastle, yeah. from then, were, were on top. But I, I think it's a foul. I don't know what you guys think. Does, does, yeah, thank you, Calvin. Does anyone else think it's, it, it was a foul? I don't think it was no. a foul. Oh, For me, no. Jim. So, Jim. so everyone else says it's not a foul. No, no, um, no, no, why no, no, sorry, do you guys... I didn't think it was foul. I got it wrong. Um, I do think he's foul. Okay, actually, let, let, let's let's hear from President Andy very quickly, guys. Why do you guys think it was not a foul? For me, it would just look like a coming together. And Jim, obviously, uh, Callum Wilson's hand comes out, but I think that was uh, like a kind of a reaction to hold himself to, for him to not get knocked back down by Hugo Lloris. And obviously, Lloris didn't do anything, so yeah, he fell to the ground. For me, it was that's because Lloris got to the ball first. Wait, the thing is, wait, wait, wait. The thing is that's because Lloris got to the ball first. The thing bro. is, either way, either, even if Lloris didn't get to the ball or he did get to the ball, let's remove that element of it. They would have come together regardless. Regardless. 
So, but that is the that, most crucial element of it. The whole point of a 50-50 tackle is whoever gets to the ball first yeah, is in control. If, like I said to you, the same way if it was the other way around and, and Lloris comes storming off his line and the striker gets there first and their bodies they're coming together, is it not a penalty? I get that, but that's in the penalty. That's in the that's in the penalty box. But this genuinely looked like. So a why does it together. matter? Because he's not diving because in. He's, they're both going for the ball. He got the ball. <laughs> he got the ball. Um, they come together. Get up. We play on. Yeah. It wasn't a foul. Think, it wasn't malicious on anyone's think, on, on yeah, anyone's he, part, especially uh, on Calimosa's part. He got he got there first. Yeah, just quickly, just to add to Drew, he got there first. Um, however, I think you have to acknowledge the fact that. Callum Wilson stayed on his feet and Loris didn't. I think if yep. Loris stayed on his feet, we I don't think we'd be having this conversation. It was the fact that Loris actually went down, you know. So if he yeah, he, he, he got he got the he got, went down he got the hey, touch he got the touch fouled. he got the touch, but he didn't stay on his feet. It wasn't a foul because it was literally fifty fifty. They came together, and the more physical person stayed up. Like if if um Callum Wilson dropped as well, what then? G, the difference is, is, it, is it a bit, Calvin is it a bit arm too? is out and it it, it impedes. Calvin, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I can't bro, believe bro, I can't bro, believe bro, what Calvin, you are saying. Calvin, it's Calvin, a madness. There is, it's a madness. What's the video? You're telling me that's enough to get Loris on the floor? Brother, I've seen every bumper clock angle of this clip, of this <laughs> clip, G, from front to back to side to 360 to reverse to bro. forward. I've seen every angle. And if you are telling me this, this is not a foul, bro. I can guarantee you now, if this happened to Allison or De Gea or Ramsdale, yeah, you'd be calling foul. Bro, Ram- nah. Allison um, is not Jake, calling down. Jake, let's, let's hear from Jake. Let's hear from Jake. Jake is backing you, Calvin. Jake, why do you think it's a foul? Um, yeah, I, I agree with Stroud for the most part of the fact that like Luis gets there first. Although I have to say that what he's doing there, that touch, that is just awful. Thank you, like, Jake. Thank you. Because I was like, going to save this part. Calvin right. is not wrong in the fact that Luis gets the ball first. But Calvin, Luis is not in control of the ball. He That was not a touch to control the ball. That's why mm. it's not a foul. That's true as well. If it was to play... <laughs> That, that touch was not a touch where someone has full control of the ball. If Loris took a touch with his feet and took it aside away from Wilson and then gets cut, it's a foul. But that touch had no control, bro. It was a rough decision and you know it yourself. I completely disagree and the fireworks are, the fireworks are going off in the background. So I'm trying to <laughs> nah, so right, hear them right it's now. Calm. Happy Diwali. Cheers, for our listeners. Yeah, happy, all of that. happy the one. Uh, Calvin, you're calm now, Calvin. We can hear you. Um, so, are you are you are you now that that's I, incorrect? No, I, I, it's still a foul. But I, I understand what you're saying. Right. The whole control of the ball, but for me, it's still a foul. But look, I, I completely right, agree cool. with what you're saying and what, and what Jake's saying in the sense of just deal with the, the ball. Just clear it. Just clear it. I don't know why you're trying to take a touch. Yeah, you're a goalkeeper. Just clear the ball into Rose. You don't need to take a touch there. <laughs> And it's just frustrating, right bro. Like, and you're right. Just clear the ball, which is what he did for the second goal. He tries to find Perisic by clearing the ball. Perisic takes a terrible touch, a bit of um, pressure Cessignon. from Armouron. Oh, sorry, it was Cessignon that took the bad touch. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, he, he basically he's clicked a ball out wide to Sessegnon. Yep. He's lost the header. Yep. He then tried to tackle from behind, which he didn't need to do. He just got to run back with him. He's then fallen over. Longley got skinned. And then it's again. You can you can you can argue it's a good finish, but I think Larice has got to do better. I think Larice is at fault for both the goals. To be honest, I think. Yeah, uh, why is. are you trying to? I think the ball the out ball. wide was was shit. To be honest, so the ball out wide was terrible. It's again yeah, it for bad. me. If you're trying to play football, if you're trying to play the ball to your wing backs, right? You give you make it more of a of a seventy five twenty five in your in your favor. Preferably, you play it to them. Why make it a 50-50 aerial draw? It doesn't make sense. Yeah. Because the minute you lose that ball, they're straight on, onto your back three or your back four or whatever. And we got punished. And again, it's Larissa's fault. He's so criminally bad with his feet. He's been bad with his feet for years. He's he's I'm, I'm sick of him. I'm sick of I'm sick of him. His face, fine, his bro. baggy shorts, bro, his baggy <laughs> shorts. The, the way the way like he also looks constipated as well. Listen, he's been a great servant for the club. He's been there for ten years now, and I love the man. And uh, to be honest, through my whole like my journey as a Spurs fan, yeah, he's been the best keeper in my lifetime. But it's time to just hang up your boots now, Hugo. Go back to France, collect a little wage, and and, and we need to bring in a proper keeper because this is costing us. <laughs> this is costing us, bro. Week in, week out, it's costing us. Kelvin, what actually happened? Like, wow. <laughs> what happened to that keeper that you lot bought? I remember last season, you had some second choice keeper. Galini. Uh, is it? Yeah, what happened to him? It's a fully yeah, but blown rapper he was shit as well, man, you Where is he now? Where is he now? He was just dead. I think he's gone I, back I, in I can't it. remember where he went, yeah, but he's gone somewhere and I saw him, he done a howler in the Europa League. He, I'm sure he did. Oh, man. <laughs> like, did he even play for you lot? I don't remember ever seeing him. He played in a couple like uh, conference league games and things like that, but yeah. he weren't very good either. Enough's enough. Enough's enough. Like I'm not I saying Fraser Force is, is the answer because he's not. But no. ultimately, just get rid of Lloris and get a proper keeper in. That is your what? Yeah, I think that's one of the areas that you guys really should have properly invested in. Like, I think Pickford was put under one of the list of names, but that's something that you guys need to cross when the time comes. Well, which is obviously now by your reaction. I think you guys need to find that but next. Can I just say though, Munoz? Yeah. I agree completely, but I think just quickly, just to touch on the game a bit more, right? The main issue I have with Tottenham at the moment is we're trying to play out from the back and we do not have the personnel to play out from the back. So which we're giving the ball to Davinson Sanchez, yeah, who plays football in Wellington boots. Yeah. So every time he has the ball, it's never under control. He can't pass. Yeah, he had his. He has the touch of a rapist. Pardon my French. Yeah, and ultimately he should be nowhere near my team. He's been at the club for like six, seven years. Eric Dyer, like, these players shouldn't be anywhere near Tottenham's first eleven, bro. Romero is not fit, and we got to bring in Davinson Sanchez. That right hand side of Emerson Royal and, Dav and Davinson Sanchez is championship level. I, I kid you not. It's not good enough. Uh, but but yet we're trying to play out from the back with these players it doesn't make sense you've got to play to your strengths and that's why I've got to look at Conte and say is he telling these players to play out from the back because they're simply not good enough Eric Dyer has gone off the boil as well I don't know who he thinks he is at the back there trying to spray balls left right and centre he's not good enough just head the ball kick it and defend you're not Beckham Bauer you're not Rio Ferdinand you're not even JT as much as I hate him you ain't got them pingers on you bro <laughs> just, just do the basics and like uh, one more quickly, I know I'm ranting. One more thing that I just I can't seem to understand at the moment as well. He keeps changing the wing backs, 
and I understand it's a very very like in terms of when you're playing games regularly it's a lot of work a lot of energy needed etc etc however I don't understand why he keeps on changing them week in week up we can't get any fluidity we can't build patterns last season we had a we had a solid sort of back five we kind of knew what the, the team was going to be it's going to be Davis, Dyer, Romero, Doherty and then it, on the left it was it was, it was a, a choice between obviously Sessegnon or whatever and and at the moment we're not seeing we're not seeing the same players playing week in week out and it's kind of costing us all this change like i said i get it there's a lot of football to be played players are going to get tired etc but the the drop off in quality is just is damning mm -hmm. do you know what i was wrong i will hold my hands up now and say i was wrong the squad ain't good enough we've been found out the squad is not good enough newcastle Damn. yeah but what eddie howe came in last season same time as conte i think a week after conte Look at Newcastle. Look how organised they look at the back. Couple of signings. They play good football. They press. Why can't we do that? Like, I don't understand. Without, without I'm, their I'm best his. players. Bro, without well. their best players, without set maximum, they didn't have Isaac. Who else were they missing? Bruno Gramares is whatever his name is, is running the show in the midfield. It's just, bro, oh, I'm here scratching my head thinking. Like, I just don't get it. I don't get so it. So who, who, okay, bro, so lack of signings and Conte strides yeah so where does the i don't want to say blame because you man are still in the top four as of now but like where does the problem lie more like if you were to put into percentage on like with conte's tactics and lack of signings where would you uh, break down the percent the percentages between the two things i'd have to say at the moment it's 70 percent conte 30 percent the signings because we've Damn. actually we've invested i can't complain and say we haven't we haven't brought players in because we have. We brought players in. We brought maybe not necessarily all the players that he wanted because we weren't able to get them. But we signed that. We signed a lot of players. We spent a lot of money. And um, I'm looking at it. And I'm saying we're, we're being dominated in games by teams that shouldn't be dominating us home and away. And I have to look at the manager for that. It's all well and good so, when you're winning games, but when you're not winning games and you're playing that way, mm -hmm. you heard the booze at half time yesterday. It's not acceptable. So this is like. A bit I was, I was trying to get at Calvin again, not to like come and like at you about the type of signings. You mentioned a good point there about Newcastle and what they did. I did see someone say, "Look, Newcastle aren't really like um, it's not as fairy tale as we think it should be." They, this is where how they should be playing with the signings that they've made. If you look at who they signed, obviously he didn't play, but Isaac they got him for like sixty-three million. That's a lot of money. They spent a lot of money in Newcastle, like two hundred plus in the last windows. Um, you got people like Boatman. He had a great game. Um, he said Gamera's had a great game. Chris, um, is it Wood? Chris Wood isn't playing, but he's there. Um, Burn. People are even saying, should Burn be going to the World Cup? Trippier, doing job. Nick Polk, doing job. So, like, they've made... And getting they, a touch they, out of Almiron again. He looked like he was out the door exactly, at one point. Exactly. You know, you know, Almiron's almost had like a story like Xhaka. At one point, looking like he wasn't going to be for him. Steady, man. And now he's... But yeah, man. But no, but that's what you know, you're right. And I, I have to give credit to Newcastle. hundred percent they deserve to win. And I think just the last point on it, you're right. You're hundred percent right. I think the most disappointing thing for me, and I feel like a lot of Spurs fans will agree with me, is after we scored the goal very early after half time, I think it was the fifty fourth minute. We never looked like scoring again. We never kicked on. At, at no point did I feel like, right, cool, we're gonna make the game a bit of a bit yeah. of chaos now. We're gonna start. We're gonna start pamming them. We're gonna yeah. we're gonna get a next score, and we're gonna go on and win it. But they were comfy. If, if anything, they they were the team that were just in control. Had like, and I, I could I couldn't 
work it out. I couldn't work it out. Like, why is it that we've just scored a goal to make the game 2-1? We're at home, the fans are up, yet they weren't under any pressure. It, it, it's astonishing, really, but look, we move on, man. We've got a big game on Wednesday night, innit? So. All right, man. I uh, hope you're feeling better letting that steam up, bro. I'm glad you had it right there. Um, Andy, sure, man, man, it's been... It's... <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I won't get into another sparring match like you did with Jake there, so I'm going to take that one. Um, hey, you know what? It, 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 it used to be when we come to this team, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. But boy, things are looking a bit... What are you telling me when you're yeah. lost on the bill, yeah? Lost on the bill, team. You know, hey, I last match of the day. <laughs> is that is that peak? After it's, it's been a bit of a roller coaster season to say the list for Liverpool. Um, after beating City, they welcomed uh, West Ham um, to Anfield, and I mean Andy, you said West Ham did not deserve a sniff. Jared Bohan missed a penalty, um, but Liverpool were one were one the winners, and Nunes, man, he's getting look what. He's doing what you signed him for. He's getting the goals. He's he's been getting a lot of stick, but he's scoring. Um, Salah up and down. Obviously, Jota. Unfortunately, I think that's the game we got injured, right? No, nah, he got injured in a City game. Oh, it was a City game. Sorry, yeah. So yeah. he's doing what you guys needed city... to do. I thought it was a. I thought it was. No, no, no it was a City game. Yeah, where he's. It yeah, a it was game, a City yeah. game. Yeah. Um, as Kenneth would like to say. Um, Nunes gang stand up is is he finally finding his feet Darwin gang stand up man I mean I think like um, a couple of episodes ago where I was having a go at him but I think press um, explained Darwin in a more eloquent way where I think like it's it's like a what, what's the word that you use press like uh, what, brain farts brain farts yeah he has brain farts moment rather than um yeah, his ability that he can't play ball, and I think like slowly but surely, uh, we can see like you, you know we're playing him to his strengths, and we the, the team is getting to know him, and he's getting to know the team as well. Um, the goal for West Ham it was just brilliant. Um, he just did what he had to do. Didn't get involved with the play. Um, as soon as the ball was out wide for Simikas, he just stormed into the box. Simikas was just looking for him and him only, and it was a brilliant header. Um, he headed it in a way where, you know, the keeper had no way of collecting that. So, yeah, I mean, this, I need, I need more of him. I need, I need that in every single game. I don't need him to be involved, do the one-twos, uh, collect the ball from the mid. He's not a Firmino, he's not a Jota. Even Jota doesn't do that brilliantly, to be honest. But, yeah, he just needs to do, he just needs to be in the box, man, and collect them crosses and try to cause chaos in the, in the 16, man. And I'm sure he'll be he'll be successful for sure. Is is Simicast like his disciple or something? What do you mean? They have like the same trim and they seem they seem mad close. <laughs> I don't know, boy, but I'm sure Simic Simicast uh, copied copied his trim. I think. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm thinking because he didn't have yeah. that before, did he? Nah. Yeah, man. But yeah, nice. that was the West Ham game, and then. Um, not a lot to say, bro. That's the game you won as well. That's quick and uh, no, there's short, nothing to say. Bro. I mean, we we played the thing is you said um the where, where I said that they didn't have a sniff. Yeah, in the first half especially, they didn't deserve anything. So this is why I felt like the the penalty that Jared Bowen missed, um, 
yeah, was was good because they didn't even deserve the one all. Uh, but then, obviously, in the second half, they came. They played the more attack. They played more attacking. They pegged us back. Um, we weren't. We should. We didn't show the same intensity as we did um, in the first half, and um, we kind of got away with it in the last moments. Um, even though we had our chances as well to kill the game off, um, they certainly had the chances uh, to get to collect the draw. But um, it wasn't to be for them on this occasion. So we done our first back to back in the league. Uh, on that occasion so it was good shout out Nunes as well man getting his first goal at Anfield in front of the home fans that's definitely going to be a big boost his confidence and I mean you would have thought that right especially when you're about to play bottom of the league so following that game Liverpool Mm. went to the city grounds as they played bottom of the league um, Mm. Nottingham Forest and thinking like yes we beat City We've beat West Ham. Like, let's get our momentum back to where we should be as Liverpool FC. It just, it, as I said, roller coaster. Andy, Choked. how do you explain that? Yeah, man. Like, Choked. yeah. Like what? That game, yeah. yeah. That that game was basically a part two of the second half of the West Ham game. Basically, like we were not up for it whatsoever. I mean, obviously. You know, we were missing a few players, to be honest, because um, Jones started after Yonks. Uh, Thiago had an ear infection. Nunez um, had a slight injury, so we didn't risk him for that game. Um, hate to say it, but Henderson was on the bench. Um, so it was kind of like, again, like a new, a new look midfield. Um, but that's not an excuse at all, because I felt like the 11 that we had was more than capable of beating... Uh, uh, what they call Nottingham Forest um, but we didn't and shout out Taiwo Awoninyi old Liverpool player um, I, I actually like that player a lot shout out him for getting that goal um, but I must say that you know Nottingham Forest probably deserved something from that game and they went away with three points man so shout out them but we were extremely poor didn't deserve anything from an attacking point of view Virgil van Dijk was terrible made all the wrong decisions um, finally decided to actually head the ball towards goal and then um, Henderson makes a wonderful save. Mohamed Salah, four touches. Uh, this was most definitely probably his worst game I've ever seen him play in a Liverpool shirt. Um, Oxlade-Chamberlain came in after Yonks. I didn't even notice that he came in. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can rattle off the whole list of players of who were just way below par. Um yeah, it was it was a poor showing, man, against twentieth place, and especially seeing obviously we were the first game, lunchtime game, but especially seeing how the other results went, this this should have been a dub, man, and we would have definitely been, I think, lo- you know, closer to top four. Obviously, everyone else drew on on alongside us, Newcastle won, so we're not that far off still. But regardless, man, if we won, then it would have been yeah, would have been close to that close to that top four. So it's it's extremely regrettable. Jurgen Klopp was on his post-match interviews. He was vexed uh, because I think the players and even he knew that this yeah we should have we should have beaten Nottingham Forest man. There's no way that we should have lost that game. Can I say something quickly? Because Drew, you just said it about the post-game comments. I read that Klopp blamed it on set pieces. Like, oh yeah, Forrest were just more prepared, which I thought was possibly the funniest thing. Because like you just said, Van Dyke had, what, two, three opportunities to score from set pieces and missed them all. And they 
scored their one set piece, it seemed like. Mm-hmm. But you like I I just looked at the Liverpool team and I know you haven't been up to scratch for the last couple of weeks. It's been very inconsistent, like the fact that you beat City, you really rose to that occasion. But that just looked awful. Like you say, like Salah, what was it, four passes in the game? Yep. Like that's Romelu Lukaku levels from last year. And I, you, we all know what my opinion is on his performance last year. <laughs> like, it, it, I think it's, it, it might be a harsh, but it was pathetic at times, I thought, from Liverpool. Like, yeah, it was, man. Like, I think, like, you say, like you, yes, everyone else drew, but that's that's three points. That that has to be three points. Like, mm, that's there's, that's exactly that's exactly what I'm saying, man. I think I think Klopp's points in regards to the set pieces. He was like, um, I think he said that because uh, a journalist asked him, oh, do you give Nottingham Forest any credit for this?" And then he was like, "No, because they um, allowed us to get um, five five clear cut chances from set pieces, and they scored with their set piece." I think that's that's what he was getting at, which was, you know, you don't. Why, why would you say that? You just lost. Give them credit. They, you know what? I'm gonna give Nottingham Forest credit because their defensive setup was brilliant, absolutely brilliant. We couldn't really pass between the lines. We couldn't really figure them out. We couldn't get behind them, and they were focused and solid for the whole ninety, man. So I have to shout them out there. But Klopp was right in regards to the set pieces, man. We it was free for all, man, especially for Van Dijk and. I don't know if you guys saw the highlights or watched the game, but there was like two opportunities where he felt like he wanted to give an assist where he could have just headed in goal. Bro, like I'm I'm baffled. Joe Gomez head loss after having solid performances against West Ham and uh, Man City. Obviously created a goal from a set piece. Like I don't I don't know with this team, man. So what I'm gonna tell you guys now, yeah, I'm gonna take every game game by game. Our next game is against Ajax. If we win. Don't look at me wrong if I back my top off in it because this season <laughs> is a game by game thing. Uh, I can take the three uh, points. I feel uh, you. I hear it, my guy. I hear it. I hear it, man. Hope to hear your other brother back on the pod soon. I know the energy's definitely changed over there. So we'll hear from that Ken. Out. My boy Ken. Just... Soon come, man. Soon come. Soon come. When he decides to show a face, man, hey, we get to hear from him. Ah, right, man. Last but not least, man, you gotta go to the chart topping team, Bagunas, my boys, oh, yeah. me Pat. Yeah, man. Hey, don't forget about us, man. Don't forget <laughs> about us. My boys have been doing good, man. But um, can I complain? Mm, yeah, you know, you absolutely. Know yeah, you know, because I demand the best now from my squad. You know, now we're there. <laughs> I'm joking. I got, I got represent. Right, people um, are saying the beginning of the end, you know. Oi, oi. That's what, you say, that's what, you're that, saying that then? You're saying yeah, that. People are saying, hey, we can see the cracks and that. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh. Obviously, during the double Premier League game weekend, Arsenal had their postponed game against PSG. Uh, PSV, sorry. Um, at home. Thinks he's already back in Champions League football. What the <laughs> hell? Hey, you know what? I- <laughs> Speaking into existence. I'm speaking into existence. Lip's sake, man. Um, a routine victory. Probably our hardest team in the group. Um, didn't really offer much, man. Prez, I mean, not to go off. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. this, this, is it, this player you guys are looking for, I didn't, I didn't really see much of him, man. Ha- ha- quite po. quiet. Yeah, man. Ha- you know, po. I've been interested in him. 
Um, I was actually more impressed by Javi Simmons. Like, I, yeah. I, 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 yeah. I've never seen him play live. I've never baller. seen him properly, but yeah, bro, he is such a baller. He was, he was their brightest player for sure, yeah. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, we've got them in a return fixture. So we're, we're calm in our group, but as you said in this on the pod, we don't really talk about Europa because we're, we're, we're not with the big boys. See you in the finals, yeah. There, man. That's where yeah, it is, exactly. man. That's exactly. what that's where you're screaming. Say less, mm-hmm. say less, mm-hmm. man. And then I think for the first time, you might say the Europa and then straight to Prem, Arsenal are they it? Probably hit us. Um, I say that because in the latter stages in our Premier League game on Sunday against Southampton, our players just looked off. Um, people looked tired. Thomas Pye was playing sluggish. Um, started really well. I think we were kind of burnt out in the second half. We got an early goal from Granite Xhaka, back-to-back goals now. He scored the goal against PSV and then now scores in this game against Southampton. Great goal as well. And we missed a lot of chances and we should have really solved the game in the first half. And then second half, Southampton were all over us, which is why I feel our tiredness was coming in. And also, I hate it had to be against PSV because that was the hardest game. But our other Europa League games, Arteta has still played like some of the main yeah. guys. Like you, th- you think yeah. it's an opportunity to play the... And the one game when, he, when we probably needed them, it's come to bite us because in the Premier League game we're following that. We've just not been on it. So, I mean, how I take it is we should have probably not have got three points against Leeds. We've got a point against Southampton but maybe we could have lost the game. Um, a game we actually lost last season. So if you look at the positives, we've got one more point than we did last season as we as we did there. Um, we didn't lose, but I'm a bit disappointed. I think we should have won. Hmm. I don't know what you, you guys think. Penalty, man. You should have had a penalty, man. Uh, you should have had a penalty. You know what? Yeah, I, I look back at it, Andy, and you're right. It, sh- it should have gone to a pen. But did that go to VAR? Because I didn't. I didn't. I wasn't no, zoning at that time. No, didn't even. They didn't even check VAR, bro. Mad. And like, I don't, I just, I want to be like, yeah, don't give us sympathy. We should have solved the game. But yeah, it should have gone to, to VAR. But at this point, I'm too, do you know what? I don't care. Because we just didn't play great in the second half. We can't let mm. um, VAR or like, we had luck against Leeds. We had enough luck against, we should learn from that to know that we can't always be winning one nil. We have to save the game. So that that's why really, I'm not here for the VAR and stuff. Like, we have to learn against Leeds that we had to kill off the game which we didn't do against Hampton and it's gone on to bite us so I, I take the point man it's a well worked goal though for Southampton do, do you um at this stage do you see any you know truth to these you know these Twitter heads might maybe saying that or suggesting that there's cracks beginning to show and the fixture pilot might be getting into Arsenal's legs nah. and the players legs or do you, do you see it as just a a bit Friends, of a blip. It's, it's, I won't even call it a blip because people are forgetting we've got nine games in October. We've played mm-hmm. seven so far. We've won six. Remarkably and, well. And yep. strong one. So I'm actually baffled that people are trying to say there's cracks. Had we lost to Liverpool, lost to Spurs, yes, because mm-hmm. those, mm-hmm. those are the two games that I probably didn't think would leave a result with. Southampton, I was expecting three points. Leeds, it's three points. But looking at that return, nah, not at all, man. Um, yeah. I mean, agreed, agreed. I think Gunya's right, man. I think objectively, yeah. you can't say agreed. that, to be honest. Agreed. You can't say that. But 
you know. I think personally, people just want to be the first person to call Arsenal's not demise. Yeah, Jake, that, that's what it Jake, is. talk that talk, bro. That's exactly <laughs> it. Shard, they're adding you, <laughs> bro. People, people. It's sorry to interrupt. It's just one of those things, isn't it? It's like I think the main take with Arsenal now is. Obviously, are they in Tyrese? Are they not? I think most Arsenal fans that are sensible, we all know which ones I'm not talking about there. Uh, <laughs> but the ones that are saying they're not going to win the title is because of Arsenal, very blessed them, they can name a relatively unchanged squad. And it's people keep going, oh, what happens if they get an injury crisis? What happens when two play, first team is get injured? Doubt, it'll be a complete downfall. And it's all like, but they haven't yet. Like, and you know what? I see, it, I see it as cap as well, Jake. Like, I fully, fully agree with you. Like, I even have this conversation with Arsenal fans as well, yeah. And obviously, what, what Munya just said, like, October, we was looking at Arsenal in October saying, if they get through this period, yep. then, you know, we can we can chat to them. And yep. Munya just said, we have six wins. We've beaten Spurs, Liverpool, teams that, you know, you know we wouldn't expect to get a result or at least mm-hmm. three points. They've got the three points. For yep. me, like, Arsenal have played have had a tough start in my opinion like even before the the big big the when they face the big teams they still had um brentford they still had like these teams where you traditionally struggle against and they still collected points so why can't we say ah oh, arsenal um and i'm, I'm not talking arsenal fans money i'm just talking about like us as neutrals i think we uh, can say you, that yo, you. yeah you man are, are the best team in the league currently based on form you're better than city and Based on even like, what do you call it? Like, um, just odds wise, you shouldn't lose that many games this season, unless yeah, a, a huge yeah. fall off happens, yeah. which I don't see, to be honest. Yeah, agreed. I, agreed. I, I, I really, I really hope not, man. I really and and, and, and your games hope. against City and your games against mm. City are key as well. Yeah, and I mean, then both in the new year. As, as Calvin also said for their game getting postponed we're lucky we had that and Andy man I love how you just talk about my club and you know being my boy shout out Calvin I'm so sorry I'm gonna have to do this to you but as you said the points that we've won remember before the when the fixtures were released I said to you the first what six games seven games sorry we would get um 17 points and you said no he said we wouldn't even get 12, bro. You man ain't even got 12 points. Actually, no, you're 16. So the fact that after seven games, boy, I'm 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 that happy with the start that we had. So we gotta take it um, bit by bit, man. And you know, before the World Cup, we've got a couple of games to go. If we're still up there, great. If we're not, there's we should be beating top four. As I've always said, top four is the minimum. If you want to talk about title challenges, I've said talk to me in March. Let's see where we are in March before we talk that talk. I've got a question though. I've got a question though. This to everyone. Like, oh. obviously, there's three three more games left in the Premier League before the World Cup. Yeah, how many how many points should Arsenal collect from those where we can really be like either yeah so, or no or have we seen enough? We've got um, Forest at home, Chelsea away and Wolves away. So, how many points? Um, like, we're so losing. That's here, nine, bro. We, that's nine. Yeah. That's a nine, I think, fam. We are not playing. We never play Arsenal well. It's the same with United. So, on, I, I think seven. But at the same time, I get what you're saying. Like, right now, it's just a case of putting points on the board. Like, 
Mm. I think people want to force Arsenal into a title challenge. I think when it's completely fair, like you want to see a far time. But even let, let's say Arsenal are a title challenge come March and then they do what they did last year where you have that mini collapse and you don't end up winning. And this is a scenario, I know. But no one's going to really care. Nah, because like, they're, they're... It doesn't matter. It's an overachievement. Yeah, like, regardless. Exactly. <laughs> so... No, 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 Chris is laughing. Here we go. No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. You're in a stress-free environment right now. Yeah, exactly. It's lovely. Because what what are people really going to say? Obviously, we're going to throw bands. Oh, you lost the league, whatever. But you still made your target of reaching the Champions League. And I think that was the original... You feel, you feel me? The original step. It could be argued. It could even be argued that in terms of like your top four target right at this point or up until this point you've done the heavy lifting for that it could be argued but let's see what happens let's see say let's say at the end oh, of the if year you're 10 points clear in march or something and yeah, then, then you hey, 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 boy. andy, andy <laughs> mark mark my words i don't know how many more games it will be till the season ends if you're if we are 10 points clear in march yeah boy I'm, yeah, yeah. If we're ten points clear top in March, yeah, boy, I have to run that bar, which I'm not going to say right now. But anywho, let's get to the bar. Let's take the final shots. Um, Jake, I know you got a shot for me, my guy. Yeah, um, two draws. I wouldn't normally do a shot, but I will do one for the young man we bought from Villa, Carney Chukwameka. I so when Tuchel was still in charge, he was saying that we didn't have any midfielders left to play. When he was sat on the bench with Billy Gilmore, Potter's come in and he's actually given him game time, and he is—he's looking good, man. Like he, I think Potter fell into the the very poor trap of when it's say like it's black players. It's always strong. He's athletic. He can cover ground, but the boy has got technique, man. Like I, I knew nothing about him beforehand, so I can't say to what my expectations were for him but to see him trusted in these moments like to be brought on nil nil against brentford and i think he came on for sterling to be brought on against united and carry the ball tremendously a couple of times and really drive us up the field like fair play to the kid i want to see more of him like ever since the Cobham revolution we've had i want to see us promoting young players and i given that how our attack's looking I think we could see a lot more game time for him, and I hope we do. All right, man. Love that. And I know the other boys, I know, Calvin, we shouldn't get you on alcohol, so we'll skip that. Um, I guess that's it, man. It's been a pleasure back hosting with my guys. Um, see you guys, guys next week. Evening, week. Bro, honestly, you've been on to me. You've been on to me for intro when he tried to say my boy. You've been on to man throughout the episode when he tried to introduce Spurs. He's on to man. And now we're at the end of the pod. He talk about I don't need alcohol. You see it there? Humble yourself that, and satisfy. That, I done told you already, fam. That Prez yeah, is a bad guy, bro. He's, he's laughing for you, bro. Laughing. Not me. Not me, bro. Oh, man. Anywho, hey, boys, it's actually been a pleasure, man. All my boys on this pod, it's been a pleasure. I'll catch you lot. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see you guys next week, man. Peace. 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 Bless up, man. Hey, Kyle.